0: is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: No, I man, Steelers Nation has been incredible. Uh, whether we're at AccraSure or we're here on the road or hopefully next week too, I just want them all to know the importance that is to the game. To be able to have a team on a silent town in their own stadium is pretty demoralizing, and it also helps the pass rush. So much more, and
0: uh, I'm very appreciative for everybody that came out tonight and was loud.
2: Well, that was an interesting trip out to Vegas and back, Max.
1: <laughs> oh, just to say the least. Uh, anything interesting happen, Wolf? <laughs>
2: hey, I all want to do is well. First of all, I told West when I came. And I go now. I, I think for the first time, I I feel like Max must. Jumping time zones and you know all the travel and everything. I'm so tired. (laughs) And then I told you, and you go, "Hey, welcome to the party, guy."
1: (laughs) That's right. That's right. Welcome to the jungle,
2: Wolf. (laughs) Well, hey, listen, I want to take a moment though, because I really want to thank the fabulous Delta flight crew because those guys were just awesome. Their care and professionalism, they made the trip back to the Berg as comfortable as possible. And also to the Steelers staff, um, they were just terrific. Everybody there was terrific. They did a great job. We were all comfortable. Man, we had Dunkin' Donuts and breakfast pizza going on. I was
0: just going to say, get yes. to the real reason why Exactly. Does that surprise you, Max? The reason that Wolf was comfortable and so grateful and thankful <laughs> yeah. to be on a plane in the same seat without moving for nine hours is because they brought him Dunkin' and pizza. <laughs>
1: Exactly. He didn't have to move. It was, it was, it was, it was literally chair service. You know, no doubt about it. Wasn't it was room service. You, it was chair service. If you ever
0: n- are in a kidnapper situation and you're looking to take Wolf hostage, just bring him donuts. You won't even have to take him hostage. he will sit there for
1: you. Yeah, That's- exactly. He he will be a, he will be a good little hostage. Like, hey hey, you want another cup? Want another? Here, let, let me top you off there, Bud. Let me just give you a little more. Well,
0: One more glaze? One more more glaze?
1: Come on. Let me
2: just say this, too. Last but not least, and most of all, man, thank you to God Almighty for bringing us home safe. Because as, you know, as Evil Knievel once said, any landing that you walk away from is a good landing. And I'm just really grateful. The trip was great. With Steelers, Nation was out in force. They took over that stadium, and they forced the Raiders to silent count in their own stadium. That. Is demoralizing Max.
1: That 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 is a feat in and of itself. Um, you know, but here here's the thing. Are we surprised that Steelers Nation traveled to Las Vegas, Nevada? Yeah. No. In full in force, yeah, right? In I for mean for say. It was it was it was awesome. I mean, it was awesome to have that home environment. Steelers Nation, y'all showed up, you showed out, and you know, the home the home team quote-unquote, I'm air-quoting right now, you know, felt like an away team. And they were outnumbered in their own stadium, and I think this just goes back to when you choose to move to a destination location for your team when you're a deep-rooted team in a different state, this is the byproduct of that. Um, You know, you're going to deal with your transient home population, because Las Vegas is not exactly like a huge raider raider area cuz it's Oakland and LA, right? And you you know, everybody has equal access to them tickets.
2: <laughs>
1: and <laughs> and, and Steeler and so yeah, so it was more black and yellow than it was black and silver.
2: That, um I and I got to say this yeah. too. You were right when you said this was like a great stadium. I mean, I hadn't been there before. You've been there before. And uh, you yeah. know, I was anticipating getting to see it and wow, that is a wow. that That's all he can do is yeah. say, wow.
1: Yeah. And, and I, and I, it was, it, it was two years ago when I did it. Cause I had the PAC 12 championship game there and, and it was, and, and the fact, I mean, it had been two years and I still remembered it as well as I did. I was like, man, I was like, this is actually better than how I remembered it, <laughs> you know, because the field, the field club was, was a cool type of type of aspect at the fifties on both sides, where you walk in at, at ground level Fans are there and and accessible, almost like SoFi, but SoFi is built down into the ground. Right. Whereas this is on level with everything else. And, I mean, and then the Winfield Club, that was just its own, like, cool, crazy thing and all the celebrities that were there. I mean, it was was a star-studded, like, packed event. And, you know, hey, listen, it's Vegas. I get it. But it was just, yeah, it was wild to see everything that was on and, The Steelers, of course, putting on their own show defensively and offensively just made it even better. We just added to the three-ring circus that was, (laughs) you know, Allegiant Stadium.
2: Yeah, I mean, it really was spectacular. And the anticipation of being – it seemed funny in Vegas. That's the only thing about it. But if anybody needed to move into Vegas, it's the Raiders. I mean, it really. I mean, that is the one team I think that fits the whole – I don't know the whole whatever Vegas is. I think it readers- is
1: it's bigger, it's wilder, yeah. it's it's it's, you know, it's flamboyant. I mean, listen, Mark Davis, I mean, he definitely looks like he's been in Vegas for a long time.
2: <laughs> can he do can he do any better than a bowl cut though? I mean, come on. I, I listen. Sport clips could I mean, do can- a better job
1: can he stop raiding his dad's his dad's um uh, his dad's uh closet that's that's all I ask <laughs> listen I, I've never I have never I have not seen light gray stonewashed jeans since like the early 80s I'm like I'm like and that and that all-white Raiders jacket with the oversized logo I'm like man, this, this this is I was like I was like I was like listen I, I was like the ghost of Al Davis is like stop wearing my clothes <laughs> <laughs> he at least didn't break out his dad's
2: leisure his, his his superhero jumpsuit or whatever it was. Oh, the work. oh
1: the onesie man, yeah, the, the onesie. That's <laughs> right over there, looking like Jefferson Starship. I don't he, know. He, he might <laughs> have, actually, he could
2: have it, with a wig. He could have been like a flying Elvis. You know, what I mean.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. It, it was. Yeah. I was. Like, I was like, please don't. Please don't. That was reminding me of like Blades of Glory, um, the ice skating outfits where they're doing the Mr. Roboto thing. I was like, yeah. wait a second. <laughs> no doubt yeah, about no, it. No, no. Thank, God. thank goodness. But yes, yes. No, it, it was a great time in Vegas. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, I, I, I'm i glad that all you guys were safe. I'm glad, you know, Delta oh, yeah. personnel and Steelers personnel they did an excellent job. I mean, yeah, to wake up at, you know, at 6 a.m. and I'm like, I'm like, Oh, gosh, you got to get ready for the show. Oh, wait a second What?
2: What? Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I was like, emergency landing. Yeah. And then once they said that, then I was like, oh, well, let me just readjust my flight info and... Hit the snooze button. Yeah, Max, oh. it was
0: it was a good team effort by Wolf and I because, you know, when we were on the runway in Kansas City and found out we were gonna be there for a little while, kind of the the message, right, was just, well, you got better go ahead and get comfortable because we're gonna be here for a few hours by right. try and get some sleep. And Wolf and I had one of those like those ESPN moments, right? Where we uh we yeah. just both looked at each other and we're kind of like yeah, we should probably let Max and Brian know huh? before we before we fall asleep here and those guys wake up and don't know what's yes. going on. So, uh, yeah, had I to, truly had to send, appreciate out, the, send that. out the message right right before we passed out for a couple hours.
2: You know, and yeah. I got to tell you, too, just wrapping that whole thing up, but never never did I feel threatened or even worried there. You know what I mean? It was uh, it, it was it was just all the professionalism of all the people around us were just great. They were just
0: That awesome. was the first time I ever had to make an emergency landing True. though. So I was nervous for about thirty seconds and then I realized nobody else was nervous. No. Nah, and I was, was kinda yeah. like Oh, it must not be that big of a deal then. If yeah. no one's freaking out, it must not be that big of a deal.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was, you know what, yeah. they were just all, everybody was just great. So, and like I said, man, that breakfast pizza, you, Max, you'd have killed oh, it. Oh, here you'd we go. You'd have loved it Here oh, we go. Man, they had that egg and sausage and bacon on that thing, man. It was just... It was, it was actually, just waiting was to be hammered. What, what, yeah. what
1: was the crust consistency? Was it, Pete, was it true pizza crust or was it something else? No, no it was, it was, yeah, it was pizza, pizza crust. Pizza dough, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, very nice. Very <laughs> nice. Very nice.
2: <laughs> I'm uh, surprised well, I'm,
1: not, I'm not like uh, 350 pounds right now. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. So my first ever emergency landing, Wes, uh, I didn't know what was going on. And all I saw was like, you know, the the wing of the plane, like, stuff coming out of it oh no see okay.
0: max you'll laugh i was eh. i was thinking about opening up my window on the plane and i was like nah there's no good no good can come out of that let's not what? do it yeah
1: yeah
2: because no. i was like
0: oh. what if i look out the window no, and no. i see a no. piece of the no, plane you're talking about the shade or... okay yeah, you're yeah, not yeah, talking yeah.
2: about opening the window is it you don't, no, any, no, no, you don't open a window no, at this yeah,
0: shade. i was like <laughs> that was my internal yeah. monologue was like Okay, emergency (laughs) landing. Should I look out the window? What if the What if the wings half broke and then I'm gonna panic? No, 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 no. So I did it. I just said a
2: little prayer, and everyone else kept calm. So
0: I kept calm, and
2: that's it. You know,
0: yeah, we minor, minor, minor delay. It was just
2: it's it's the cost of doing business. You know, boom, moving on. Yeah, but you know, let me let me just say this. I gotta tell you, um, there's so many neat things to this this game. The aspects of it, you know, there's. Everything, a difference you talk about. You know, you remember a couple games ago when we were complaining about the third down at uh, Kenny ran. It was too sophisticated. You know, you had uh, Darnell Washington going one way. You had uh, Najee Harris going another. And then he, you get uh, – uh, we got um, – Kenny got dropped for a loss on a third one. How about the tush push? It was great. We got a first down. It was awesome. I was so happy. I just – I was reclumped all over again. Just – and enjoy. <laughs> but it's great. You know, I mean he did that and it, it was just getting the job done the way it needed to be done. That I mean that to me that was the whole game wrapped up in, in kind of that sort of theme. Get the job done and get out of there. I mean that it was just beautiful.
1: Well, it's also about, you know, listen, we need to stop being coy and being cute and being shy. Right. Like, you know, if get you want something to go get go go get it. <laughs> go yep. get it. And go north and south while doing that. I think that's kind of what the mantra and what the mindset was in that game. You didn't see as much lateral game um, from the Steelers, where you're looking at the passing game was lateral, the right. running game was lateral. No, they north. Send Najee north. Yep. Run into things going forward, not at not not sideways and not at an angle. I thought that was something that you know was a was a, a, a continual theme within the offense was go north push north and then to have that stretch where you got four straight drives in the middle of that game you get over the 50 and you get points yep and that was something i was like man what what a what a confidence booster what a mental morale kind of increase to know that hey man if we just get across the fifty yard line, good things happen. Like points get put on the board when we do that, and then when we don't let them across the fifty, great things happen. Yeah, you know. So I mean, I felt like good things beget good things in that, and and when you have that, that's what we call consistency. That's what you call a rhythm, right? You call it a zone, and it was good to see the Steelers get into that on an opponent they should have gotten into that with. Exactly. They should have gotten into it, and they did get into it.
2: And this is what we talked about, Max, pregame, all last week. To me, job one right now in that running game was I I couldn't believe how good the double teams went. I I mean, I do believe it because I knew I felt like they could take, they could whip these guys up front. Not everything went 100%. It never does. But the efficiency in moving that guy with his hand on the ground into the lap of the linebacker behind him, coming off, getting that linebacker, all right? And then you got Nigel just hits that crack, or Jalen just hits that crack and squirted through. That was, to me, one of the – that was the battle within the battle, okay, was those double teams. I thought they were really, really good.
1: Yeah, yeah. A lot of duo was run – Duo,
2: um, as you call them, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Duo. I'm sorry. Double, I'm not very hip and modern. You know, yeah. I, in my day, yeah, it was the double it's, teams. It's that's
1: it. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's the double double teams, <laughs> which makes it duo. Duo. Because <laughs> a duo, is two. Anyways, <laughs>
2: no, we, we can get further into that. That's a group. That's a singing group, right? If we <laughs> yes, do... that
1: would. That's, yeah, yeah. That, that would be a singing group. <laughs> But but two duos. Um, No, uh, yeah, we 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 will not we will not get into that. Uh, But you're right. I mean, you they stuck to the guys. Yeah, they stuck to the down blocks, the down double teams, and they moved up to the second level. And even though there was a series where oh, you heard Max Crosby's name, or you heard Malcolm Coons' name, or Divine Diablo, or Robert Spillane, it wasn't as frequent. No. No. Nope. And if it was, it was further downfield. Yep. Wasn't a lot wasn't a lot of backfield, you know, um action. There was a couple of times where, you know, guys got caught in the backfield um and made some plays. But I mean, more often than not, the run game was something that even though it was not the top option, it was still it was still consistent for us. And I thought that was what we really wanted to see was can we have consistency with it? We ran the ball thirty-one times, which is awesome, right? Yes. And uh, did you, know, you notice how out- many
2: times we first- passed too? Twenty-eight. I did. I how did about- twenty. Even my times. math, Max, even I know that's pretty close to
1: fifty fifty. <laughs> You know what? You are absolutely right, How about that? I am hot, buddy. You, 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 (laughs) You. you're good, you, you're good.
2: (laughs) But that's what we were talking about was you needed to move. They go into this game with a 74% passing rate. 74, three out of four plays, they're passing the ball. And we, like we were both talking about, you got to have a little more balance because those defensive guys have to honor their run keys when you run the ball and pass the ball at around a 50-50 rate.
1: No, you, you're you're absolutely right. You have to do that. And, um, you know, when you're looking at not only how that just keeps you balanced, going under center is just as important yes. <laughs> as keeping that balance, right? Yes. Because it's that anonymity. It's right. the unknown. Will they Will they hand it off? Will they not hand it off? Will they pass? Which way? Is it left? Is it right? I don't know where this running back's going. Because he's lined up directly behind this quarterback who's under center. I can't see his hands. It's like, Ricky Bobby, what do I do with my hands? You know, boom, you hide them, And then nobody knows. So, I love the fact that we got into that and that, it, there was some consistency there because we're actually so much better when we we do that. And I think Absolutely. putting Kenny on the move in a lot of situations as well, move that pocket, get him comfortable. Yeah. Um, now, a couple of times they overloaded it and <laughs> speed right. got to him. But I love the fact that they wanted to do that and that they, they weren't scared because of one unsuccessful play not to go back to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, and mixing in Jalen with Najee, I love the fact that Najee got the lion's share of the runs. You know, nineteen of them because I felt like that was what we need. We needed a we needed the bludgeoning effect of Najee in this game. No question, because, because of the Raiders' size, not necessarily the skill, but they were just bigger dudes. So running Najee nineteen times at them, at the teeth of them, was what we wanted to see. And Jalen and still made his impactful plays and meaningful plays. He's, I mean, he still busted an 11-yarder out there. And he also had a 16-yard pass completion. So, I mean, I love the change-up. Everybody's like, oh, well, we need to – you know, Jalen's got to be Now – I'm like, no, listen, no. Jalen has a good role within yep. this offense. And you need those changes because those changeups allow for him to be more explosive. No doubt. But if you run him consistently – you don't get the explosive.
2: Well, here's here's one thing, and I'm gonna we'll end it on this and, and come back. But in the third quarter, when the Friar touchdown drive, six plays, six plays, three runs, three passes, three plays from shotgun, three plays from under center. Under center, they ran three play action passes of 17, 16, and the thirteen or fourteen yarder that was the Friar touchdown that's great schematics that's great play calling that's great execution all those things that you need to have a successful drive you know what i mean so having said that max you're up next i'm gonna fall asleep in between (laughs) now we're coming right back after this i'm gonna sneak out and get some more coffee but you are in the locker room listening it's wolf starks and the ninjas
0: This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: All right, Wolf. Yes. 23 in a row.
2: 23 in a row. The number of yeah. donuts that I ate.
1: <laughs>
0: what is the amount of free food that Wolf ate on the plane?
1: <laughs> yes. Oh. With, with, without without with, without asking for a break. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my gosh! All right. So what's no. twenty three in a row? The amount of points the Steelers scored after the Raiders scored oh. Their first touchdown of the game.
2: Nice, good thinking there,
1: buddy. Yeah, we reeled off 23 unanswered points before the Raiders tried to respond and did respond, Mm. but came up short. Um, That was something, I mean, you know, when you think about trying to create a rhythm, trying to create consistency, that's what I was talking about, those four straight drives in a row that came away with points, that's how it has to be you have to do it
2: absolutely
1: thought, you know and i thought that you know when we looked at the play call the conservativeness you know that fir- that first touchdown to Calvin Austin mm-hmm. how beautiful was that man <laughs> just continuing with the explosives i mean it was it was a thing of beauty but those are the splash plays we're talking about. We have the personnel, Wolf, right? We got yes. the guys to get it done. Yes. It's just believing you can get it done. The confidence that it takes to get it done. Absolutely that's, that's the one thing that has to continue to grow.
2: You know, one one, one little thing I want to point out about that play. If you see the end zone of that play, Jalen Warren absolutely stones Max Crosby on a three man game. He comes around, he comes through free. Jalen Warren steps up and, like a man, takes on Max Crosby and stones him so that Pickett can unload that ball. And I got to tell you, he is the embodiment of it's not the size of the dog in the fight, but the size of the fight in the dog. I mean, that's who Jalen Warren is. That was really, I looked at him and went, wow. 5'8, 215, taking on 6'5, 255. Boy, hands down, that was a beautiful hit by uh, Jalen Warren stepping up and doing the job.
1: Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. I mean, J- Jalen stepped up, Najee stepped up really yes. big. Connor had some nice blocks too. Um, I mean, protection was as tough as it was, and as much as they were blitzing, protection protection was really nice. It was yes. really nice. Um, you know, the O line held up, and yes, Max Crosby is a handful um, for anybody, and yes, he did his little his little dance. Um, <laughs> yeah. After making a play, as I say, little dance. Yeah. You, see, that that's petty. You can tell I'm an offensive tackle. Oh, I know. I'm like, you know. Do you know, I, I, Do was, you know how a, bad it was play. in the 80s when Gastineau
2: started all that? I mean, well, actually, yeah. officially the guy that started it was John Banizak when he sacked Kenny. It was either Kenny Staber or somebody else, uh, one of the – I don't know. It was either that or one of the Oilers' quarterbacks. It might have been stable with the Oilers. Anyhow, he got up and he put his hands up like you know, official making of a field goal. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and the crowd went wild. And nobody really understood it as that as being a sack dance. But unofficially, I have to put it on my former teammate, John Banizak, for starting that horrendous um quarterback dance sack dance tribute thing it was Gastineau that infuriated most of the players though that was the guy that really got a little yeah. bit a lot of angst about it
1: well I mean except for when it comes to like TJ and Alex oh yeah well that, that's different because they're your guys Th- those are acceptable those are acceptable <laughs> it's when it's the opponent you know it's kind of like right. ah, yeah yeah you look little, you little sack thing you little sack thing out there. um but you Man, know, think and, about but that was that was the only sack, yeah. Think,
2: think about Wait. this. Think about you're you're against Jared Allen, a, a twenty sack guy, twenty one sack guy, right? And you yeah. stuff him the whole game long. If you did a sack, a anti sack dance for every time you stuffed him, boy, you'd look like you were at a dance, a disco club all night long or something.
1: Exactly, be pulling out <laughs> the Travoltas, right? You know, <laughs> staying alive with the BGS. You That's know, I was it. like. Hey, Bring my platform shoes. Oh, I got cleats on. They're they're elevated as well. Sorry. Okay. Just go stand on firm ground. Okay. Let me do this. All right. But uh but but fans would also be confused because like, why is this fat guy just standing around doing doing his own do, doing his own dance move because he blocked the guy? I was like, you have to do it 70 more times. Yeah, yeah, we'd exhaust ourselves. Yeah, we, would. we wouldn't have any energy left. And that's why, because that doesn't it doesn't come across that often for them so that's why they celebrate right, right. um but we but but Lyman never get the get the praise about that we right. never get the praise because, yeah i mean look at this max crosby had one sack yes yeah two tackles there were only there was 60 potential plays that he could have had plays on yeah he made 3 of them yeah there's 11 guys on a team i'm just saying yeah so we celebrate the mediocrity of that, whereas you look at oh oh another guy on another team. We'll we we'll, we'll just we'll just call him JT Taw. JT Watt. You get that? Taw. Oh, I just I just I just I flipped TJ and I flipped <sighs> Watt. That's all it is. I was trying to make a fictional character. Did Not work, did not that, that did not go over well. Well, is the, right. the, the rule hit of,
2: the dump button, Wes, on that one. Um, the locker room rule is if you have to explain a joke, according to Don Chilkin, if you have to explain, in which you, many said, times he said, said it, let's it to me,
1: take it for example. <laughs> let's take another player. I was trying, I was trying to make a fictional player out of a real player stat line, you know. That's all I was trying to do. All, all I can say is and again, you just you just kiboshed it. The, the locker room rule, the touch lives lives <laughs> on right, rather well. <laughs> it's funny how we have switched roles here. Yes, you know you're definitely. The guy in the booth, you know, like like the Muppet characters, right? You know that that heckle every time from the theater <laughs> box. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> he is all high and mighty, looking at looking at me on the sidelines here, try try trying to entertain the people. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you guys
1: are all losing your minds. <laughs> we are, we are. Um, oh, that's beautiful. But T.J. Watt had two sacks. Yes, game. he did. You know. And he had three quarterback hits. That's right. One, two, three. Actually, I think he had four. Did I see
2: four? Or is it just three? Okay. He had three. Well, you know my math skills.
1: But he did have two sacks. Yes. Think about this also. That's five total hits.
2: Exactly. But that Pat Peterson interception, it was because T.J. Watt beat the pants off of Mike
1: Meyer. The tight end. And why would you try to block T.J. Watt with a tight end? Are you kidding me? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so – so, I met up with one of my buddies after uh, after the game. Yep. Uh, Donald Penn, long-time tackling. Oh, had, yeah. Remember? Yep. So, Donald played for the Raiders, played for the Bucks. So, I was sitting there with DP, and he was like, he was like, who in the hell thought it was a good idea to leave the tight end on TJ Watt? <laughs> He's like, man, I would have kept the tackle and just vertical set him the entire time. I don't know why these tackles try and get out there and – then they just turn the hips at five years. I was like, I, was like, I know. Yep. We were like two old men analyzing this back in my day. We were both. We're not that old yet, but we, you know we're old enough, and we're sitting here talking about what we would have done. And then we also came to agreement that, yeah, no, we're glad we're not doing that right now because there'll be some, there'll be some other older guys talking about us and how we play. Well. Why are they vertical set and everything? Why don't they just go out and grab them? Jump set, jump set. So. We were like, we, we acknowledged that we were very, very audacious in our assessment. But, yeah, I don't know why you leave a tight end alone. No, that
2: that was absolutely crazy. But somebody asked, Billy asked me, he said, how would you, back in the day, if you had to block T.J. Watt, how would you do it? I said, well, uh, it, it's easy. I'd get help, and I'd get a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Find out what his favorite food is and just have that there. Yeah. You know? And And have some buddies there to back you up. Give me that tight end. Give me that wall. Give me, give me the chip by the back. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, no, no. You don't need to be on your legs here. Sit in this chair, Mister Watt. (laughs) (laughs) Just clip his legs from underneath him and sit him down in the chair. There you go. Watch the rest of the play. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy that bagel. You want some cream cheese on that, buddy? Exactly. You want locks? We have locks too. I mean, you know, (laughs) making a whole sandwich type situation. No, we're good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, when, when we look, I mean, just the defensive performance was awesome. I mean, because we had four sacks in the game, right? Yep. DJ had two of them. Marcus Golden had, had, had an awesome junkyard dog oh, sack. Oh, what a junkyard
2: uh, dog sack. And he was. does,
1: he he, and it's crazy because he does like this hop chop is what I'm going to call it. Okay. Right. Like, cause he kind cause he kind of jumps up in the air yep. and he's chopping down at the offensive lineman's yep. hand at the same time. So it's very confusing about you know for us as linemen, right? You know when you, when you're setting and you're looking at targeting targeting um, locations, right? Yep, right. You always look. You always look at the V of the neck where the NFL logo is, right? Yep. At, the chest. The v, uh, yeah, right there. So it's the chest. So it's a consistent place to look because if you're picking numbers, right? Numbers, sizes, and all that stuff no. change, and you're looking at the top of the point. Like is it round? Is it yeah, you, know, you, you start getting confused. So we're always talking, look at the apex, right? Look at that NFL logo that sits in the middle of the jersey. And if you're always there, you're never wrong. But the problem is, Marcus Golden jumps in the air. Now, now that now that's high. So what do you do with your hands? Your hands go high. So you're not in a strength lever position at a 90. Right. Right? When you're going to hit, so now you're aiming higher. So guess what? The lever can go down faster. And Marcus Golden, it is a great technique and a great move. And I was watching it because I was right on that side watching him work work the left tackle. And I mean he just he knocked down Colton Miller's hands, got the edge immediately, and boom, Jimmy G went down so fast. It was awesome to watch that. Now the one I'm go I'm going I'm going to I'm going to pick going to pick at this one. Okay. Wolf. And it might get a little scabby while okay. I'm thinking, just to let you know. Got it. So, you know, make sure you got the band-aid ready, a little neosporin. Um, sitting right here, buddy. Minka Fitzpatrick sack that became oh. a roughing the passer call. Oh, oh, oh.
2: I'm telling you what, I thought I was I was I was I, I was losing it. I had to actually tell myself to shut up because that was so to me, it was it was a disgraceful call.
1: Oh, I was so pissed. I oh. was so pissed cuz it was it was perfectly timed on uh, on the blitz by Minka and it happened so fast. Jimmy G saw it and Minka is is within a step, he ducks his head. Yes. And it becomes a helmet to helmet. I'm like you act like he aimed for his head up high and then yeah. he launched, right? Yeah. You know, he was running full speed and was knocking him down. And trying to use his shoulder. And for anybody that uses the shoulder, you tend to wince, right? You tend to, you bring your shoulder up, your helmet kind of cocks to the side, right? To create a strong point, a blunt point that you're hitting it's with. It's a striking surface. It's a striking surface. And and it's incidental helmet contact is not purposeful. He did not lower his crown to headbutt or anything like that. He just, he just smoked him. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. yeah, like. It was like, sorry, bro you you were on the tracks and the train was coming, choo choo, and he just absolutely blew through him. And for that to save the drive, I was like, oh come on, man! I was like, that's where that you know that you know that reminds me of the Quan Alexander hit in, yes. the, in the open field yes. on, on the Tampa yes. Bay game in the preseason. Yes, I was like, it's it's football. It's going to. There's exceptions to all of these, and there's a lot of them rules that have been in place yep those are the outliers those are the ones like well hey just have to chalk that one up fellas but no 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 zebra patrol can't help themselves lingerie police with those with those little uh those little yellow yellow nappies you know came out and i was just like man that 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 sucks because when you look at that you want to say this is perfect execution of a blitz
2: it was perfect it was absolutely perfect
1: and it, it just – that 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 really ticked me off. And Steelers, Steelers Nation let them have it in the stadium, by the way. Just want to make sure for everybody that was not there. Um, Steelers Nation, the boo patrol was out. Boo! Yeah. Oh, and yeah. It was, a, it was about 35,000 boos. It was only 66,000, so I assume we had more, um, which was awesome. Because, you know, because what's funny is – so we're in pregame, and I'm talking to Missy. I'm like, Missy, man, it looks like there's a lot of Steelers. I can't really tell because – you know, some Steelers fans wore black. Right. And Raiders fans have black. So, the differentiating color is gold or silver. Yes. So, you know, you're sitting there, but when the Steelers came out, I was like, oh, yeah, we got more here than they did. <laughs> <laughs> we we at each other on the shoulder. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, win- we're winning this stadium battle right now <laughs> in pregame.
2: Well, the good thing is the Zebras redeemed themselves in one sense when they had picked up – well, actually, it happened before the Minka hit, but they picked up the hit off of Cole Holcomb. Cole Holcomb had a a righteous hit in the open field on Devontae Adams, dislodged the ball shoulder to shoulder. It was an absolute 21st century righteous hit, and I, I couldn't believe it when they threw a flag. And that really started to honk me off. Minka's was even more egregious. But those two there, they got one right, the other one. That led to a touchdown. That could have been critical, Max. We could be sitting here today uh, and saying, you know, that led to another turnaround where, you know, the Steelers lose a game. You know, because that that tightened the game up.
1: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And, you know, I look at it and I'm just like, man – I was like, they are, they, they are analyzing every little inch. But Cole Holcomb, that, that, that was righteous because at some point, because Devontae Adams was, was just the only guy on offense, it felt like, for them outside of Jimmy G. Um, and I was like, man, how's this dude getting so many catches across the middle? How's he having so much more room to run? Eventually, you have to pay the toll. And yep. that's what I was excited about. They made sure the toll was extracted there uh, properly in that moment. All right, Wolf, well we got we got we 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 have to extract our toll and let <laughs> the rest of uh the re- the rest of the sponsors here pay their bills, but before we do, Wolf. Ooh. Did you know something? You know what? I know very little you know, you know, very, you, you know, very little. Is well, here's, the,
2: I always figured this way. The less, you know, the less likely someone is going to kill you for it. Right?
1: Uh, yeah, that is true. But you know what? In this case, the more, you know, the better it is okay. for your fan watching purposes, because you know what? You can gear up with the latest sideline apparel, hats or jerseys <laughs> of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom, 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 Items and exclusives you can only find directly from the team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops, located at Acrisure Stadium, Grove City Premium Outlets, or Tanger Outlets, or you can visit us online at shop.steelers.com. And I did actually have a couple of fans ask me where they could get my cool uh, my cool hat I was wearing on the sidelines. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a Steelers hat. So what it was, it was a self-embossed. So it was black on black. It was all blacked out. The Steelers logo with a with a yellow circle around it. Oh, you gotta love that. Um, so it, it was it was a it was a cool hat. It's one of my favorite hats. And uh <clears throat> I definitely told them. I said I said go to shop.steelers.com. I, t- I told the fans that were standing You're in the room. Uh, yeah, you know, and hey, listen always, always, always trying to promote. You know, you can never stop. Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> but uh yes, you can find all of that and more of your Steelers Black and Gold pleasure there at any one of the three shops or you can find it online and with that we'll step aside you're inside the locker room wolf starks ninjas all that espn and snr radio
0: This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150
2: is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Garoppolo, shotgun snap. He's back. Pocket collapses. He throws it over the middle. Intercepted! The Steelers have it! It is Levi Wallace, his first of the year! And the Steelers play takeaway gets the snap he wants to throw it four man rush pocket collapses he throws it down the field it's intercepted and that is levi wallace intended for adams and the steelers seal the deal he stayed in bound i can't listen enough to bill hillgrove i'm just telling you he is the grandmaster of uh play by play guys he just to me the guy is just so terrific. It's just an honor to work with him. I love listening to him, though. The excitement that he brings to each and every call is just fantabulous, you know, Max. But I got to say this. Devontae Adams, hey, they made him work for it. it, it you know, it takes a village, you know, maybe to, it, it takes an entire village to defend that guy, an entire defense, because a number of guys were covering him, but 20 targets Thirteen receptions, 178 yards, but only 13.2. Now two TDs. Yeah, what are you going to do? But if you're going to do anything, you got to minimize him the best you can, and to minimize him, you got to maximize your opportunities to get a takeaway. Levi Wallace contributed two in there. That was pretty good stuff. I thought heck of a job by Levi.
1: No, Levi. Levi was, ha, ha, had a great day, and for him to get both of those interceptions. Um, you know, on top of just the total turnovers that we had in that game um, was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, you know, three interceptions. We, we talked about the Pat P one in the last right. segment and just how opportune that was and just the, the magician himself getting his first Steelers interception. But for Levi to get two big ones in that game. And seal the deal uh, with a second. You know, yeah, that's, that, that. was that was just a thing of beauty. Uh, Because you just, you're like, and this is why, Josh McDaniels you don't go for a field goal on the eight-yard line. (laughs) Because you don't want it to come down to a drive, a gotta-have-it drive on your side of the field, and you have to throw things up in the air. Oh, willy-nilly. Because bad things happen when that happens. Uh, And for a guy that did not get sacked going into that game to get put to the dirt. Four big times. How about that? But and by the way, I I did not mention the rookie, the manimal, the manchild, baby Huey of the D tackles. Yeah. Yes. Yeah,
2: no oh, Just absolutely
1: yes. violently ripping through Greg Van Roten and Andre James, and making them look like you know like 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 a little ticker tape. You know, at the end of, of you know of a marathon when they run through and they break the tape because they got the first one across. That's what he looked like running through those two offensive linemen. Oh, and, and I know. T.J.
2: Watt was talking about devouring. him, too, after the game was over. But the fact is, like you said, that young man has got such explosive strength and plays so physical. Um, man, I, I look forward to watching him develop because he's really one of them cats that is going to He's going to be a big cat. He's going to be a big-time hunter when he uh, fully ma- matures into that, uh, what did you call it, the manimal?
1: manimal. Yes. Manimal. Yeah, I mean, he 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 just the natural skill set and then when you add technique and experience to it, it's 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 going to be special, man. It's going to be really special. So, I was really I was really happy for him. It was a big moment in the game and boy, Big, big Fella came through. He did. Big Youngin. Yes, young'un. Big
2: Youngin. And I'll tell you another uh, an older Big young and also was Montrevious. I thought Montrevious yes. did some really good work on the inside there.
1: Yeah, no, Montre. And, and the funny thing is, man, you know, so pregame, you know, team runs out and I just look at Montrevious's eyes, right? Right. And he was focused and he came by, you know, he gave me the head nod. We we, we dapped hands. Right. And I was like, oh, he's about to have a special game. <laughs> and he, he's, he's locked in. And then at halftime, you know, he had a good first half. He came by. He he was he was just shaking his head, looking at me, and I was like, "Yep." I said, "Keep bringing it. Keep bringing it." <laughs> and and it was awesome because you know people have been talking. Oh, he gets blown back in double teams. Oh, he's just a penetrator. Oh, that was good when we needed somebody when Tyson Alawalu was out, right? And we just needed to bring somebody in. He was like, "No, no, 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 no." <laughs> There's more. There's more. And he gave he gave us more. So you're absolutely right. montrevius did, did did a tremendous job in the game. They're really holding, you know, Josh Jacobs at bay. Absolutely. Josh Jacobs, you know, he had to run. What was it, seventeen times to get his sixty-five yards in that game? But it, it was tough sledding. It was, it was some tough yards he had to. So he continues his struggles um, of trying to get going, um, you know, this season. But man, oh man, the, the boys up front really, really, did, really did the job, and I, I, was, I was proud to see all of them uh, really go in there because it was at one point I, lo- I looked. I looked at the lineup, and I was like, oh, man, we've got Benton, Leal, and Loudermilk. Does that remind you of anything more from the preseason? (laughs)
2: Yes, there's no doubt about it. We saw a lot from the preseason, but we're going to see more. We're going to the second hour. At the top of the hour, we've got ourselves Bob Labriola checking in. Steelersdigest.com. The Great Labs is coming up next. We'll be back with more from the locker room.